With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Come meet me at the museum with Alan and Daniel. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. Everyone, come gather around. To your favorite sound, we'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We'll talk the games and all the rest about the team that we love best. We'll talk about the Cardinals all night long. We're gonna talk about the Cardinals all night long. Good morning. Welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shoptoff, C70 of the Bat at C70 on Twitter. With me as always, Alan Medlock, Red Dirt, Red Bart, A Medlock Juan on Twitter. Saturday morning as we're recording this, um, Cardinals won last night in um, Washington. And as of at this moment, and hopefully by the time you listen to this, that's changed. Uh, Cardinals have not made any uh, trade moves. Uh, the deadline extended this year till the second. Um, but Alan, boy, I tell you, I know teams like to wait and wait, and wait to the last minute and try to get those deals. But I'd feel a lot better if they at least made one move before you know, whatever the you know, ten minutes before the deadline on Tuesday. Yeah, you know it. Uh, we we talked last week about maybe uh, striking early, and that's they're they're not going to break. Uh, they're not going to break the. Uh, the cycle that they've established in the last eight or nine years, they're going to wait until the last minute to see what they definitely have to do. And they're going to pay the minimum amount that they feel like they can pay to do it. I mean, we were, we had that tantalizing uh, rumor of Soto. And I mean, it. I mean, I'm still skeptical that that's going to be anything more than a rumor, but uh, you know, you have it, you're in an innings bench. You know, we, we heard this week that, uh, you know, they're going to go to a four man rotation just due to the, the three off days and essentially a 10 day span. Which, which is going to work out for you, but you, you have to do that basically because you don't have a fifth guy at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just like we we kind of talked before the show in a little show prep, you can't trust Matts, you can't trust Flaherty, and there's names out there. You know, you're not going to get a Castillo. We understand that. That's going to – you're not going to uh, – you're not going to trade any youth within the division, but there are names out there, and, and you'd kind of like to see somebody be available for that fifth role now that they know that they definitely need it. Yeah, yeah, they're going to need – at least a fifth and, and probably more, like you said, yeah. we don't know what Matt's is. I mean, that's a, that knee issue. I mean, it's going to keep him out till September, probably at the best. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I haven't, I know they talk about him coming back and they know better than I do, but I feel like that just seems to me like we're not going to see him again this year. I could be wrong. I probably am. You know, Jack Flaherty doesn't come back until the very end of August. And we've seen enough, uh, erratic outings from Flaherty this year that it's hard to imagine he's going to come back and just be lights out in September. Um, so yeah, they have to, they have to go out and get pitching 
and they've said that, you know, Derek Gould had a report that they've talked about, you know, really wanting to upgrade, not just fill the holes. Um, you know, that being said, um, I, when you look at, you know, cause right now with Castillo off the market and again, they weren't going to do Castillo, like you said, and they're not going to trade in, in division and the Reds aren't going to probably trade in division and all that. But, um, the other big name is Frankie Montas, but I don't know. I'm I'm a little hesitant with the prices that are going to be commanded. I mean, you're talking. To, I mean, people are talking about the same people with him as they're talking about with Soto. Obviously, more of them with with Soto. Um, and with him having some issues lately, and just sometimes the nature of pitching itself, I would be a little hesitant to go. You know, spend a fortune on a guy like that. Um, especially with just another, just like what, one more year of control after this year. And I, he, he'd help. There's no doubt about it, but I wonder if the cost is just going to be too high for a guy like that. Yeah. That's a, the market establishment last night kind of told me that, that, that would probably be out of their price range. I mean, that's, and you know, nothing for certain. Like I do feel like they, whether they say it or not, they do feel a little bit of pressure this year, you know, just to do the circumstances and they don't want to play into that. And, you know, you would even ask Mo the same thing when we were up there, and they, they downplayed it quickly. But I do personally think that they feel some some pressure to do something. Um, on the Montas bit, I mean, I feel like you could probably save the guys, um, many of the guys that you're hearing rumored in a potential Soto deal that, that now you kind of think are expendable when you see a, a Walker, a Wynn, a Gorman, you know, a Carlson, mm-hmm. some of that. I think you could probably save that for the years of control, but that's, that's not really their M.O. Um, I don't know why... The Montas has never felt like a fit to me anyway. And then, yeah. you know, with the with the elbow situation, stuff like that, that could be a ticking time bomb. Um, a lot of those names getting out there tells me that there could be a pretty good swap for swap with somebody and you can bring in somebody pretty decent. I mean, I don't know who that would be. I feel like after what we talked about last week and what you've read this week, I still feel like Syndergaard's the one that you could kind of circle a little bit just because yeah, yeah. it kind of makes a lot of sense to both teams and and uh, you're you're bringing you're essentially bringing on money or to to take the contract you're going to save the prospects that we hear may ultimately be dangled. Um, those are the ones that just seem like to me just those path of least resistance moves. Um, I would like something a little more exciting than that, but. You know, you hear a lot about strikeouts, and the strikeout numbers are still up there, and and that was the one that seems to make the most sense to me. And and honestly, you know, five years ago that move is a blockbuster. This this year, it, it feels like maybe an uptick from from the moves they made last year. Yeah, it's a little bit better than the ones they made last year, but it's in the same ballpark. I mean, because Syndergaard isn't what he used to be. Um, you know, we have I think we both talked about it in the off season um, that being a guy that they should probably target and try to bring in. Uh, back then, and he's been tolerable this year. I mean, it, who knows what he would have been in St. Louis and stuff like that. But um, I, yeah, I, I think that one that one just makes a lot of sense. Um, now, granted, th- it makes a lot of sense for a lot of people too, right? I mean, not yeah. just the Cardinals. And so you're probably going to wind up paying a little bit more than a normal rental would would be, but you're not going to lose any of your top prospects for a guy that's only going to be with you for two months, unless you, you know, contract wise, unless you resign him, but that's a different story. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think that's the kind of guy I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's some others out there. I know there's some names that have been bandied about, but I guess, I mean, uh, they're an upgrade from what you've got. 
because what you've got is such such a struggle. But I don't know that I'm enamored with them going out and getting any of them. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, Syndergaard is probably about the best one that I could that I've seen, and there's some probably some flying under the radar there, but but I mean, you gotta you gotta bring in one, and you hopefully bring in two. Um, I I don't know. I mean, it's just you know, here we are. Like I said, Saturday morning, and we've not seen anything. It will be interesting with the Castillo-Gadil going down last night if some of the pitching doesn't start to break loose over the next day or so. Um, now that people know what that you know that's set for, um, but hopefully, I mean, I mean, it is positive that whoever that they get, they don't necessarily need them until what next Saturday, I think it is is the next time they plan on using a fifth man. Um, yeah. If they got somebody, they might shift some rotations around and stuff like that. But you know, it's not that they need somebody for Monday and they're still not trying to get them. Um, those off days really did help this week, but um, yeah, I, I think that I, I think that it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Because if if they don't if somebody else gets center guard that I don't know what they do and I'm uh, I don't I, I am confident that this club will not wildly spend prospects or money to get somebody you know yeah, they're not going to exactly which is my main apprehension to the Soto deal um, I mean I understand that you're going to get three pennant chases out of them which yeah. is maybe worth it in my eyes yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it was actually definitely worth it in my eyes, but, uh, but yeah, it's still, it would still surprise me to clean out the cupboard that, 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 uh, that you would potentially have to do on that, or you lose a, a high potential big league outfielder that they have right now. I, that, that's why my skepticism stems from that. That's just, it's just a break from the norm that I just don't see them doing. And it's, I could see them doing something big, you know, kind of like a lackey deal to where they're moving a lot of pieces around I just, that's just few and far between when we see them do that. That's what makes me think that, that it's just, it, it, the, even the, it, I don't know. I just, you just, I just feel like they're going to lose too many bodies to make that happen. Um, and I, and that's what kind of makes me circle back to some of these guys that, you know, you're, you don't have to give much up for Syndergaard at all just to take on the remainder of whatever 20 million con, right. you know, $20 million that he signed. So you know that that's the path of least resistance move that I can see them making. I mean, they definitely have to upgrade, and they they definitely have to grab inning sun somewhere. Um, I'm I'm curious to see where it is, and just you know, just like we talked about, it's going to be down to the wire. We probably won't know anything until you know midday Tuesday. Yeah, there's a good possibility that um, you know Monday night Monday is probably the earliest that they would yeah. would make a move um, on this. Oh, the, the schedule um, makes just too much sense for them this year. The, yeah. You know, the intrigue here. I mean, on the broadcast last night, you could just—that's what I thought was funny—is how much they yeah. talked about Soto and talked yeah. about the rumors and and made light of it a little bit. And then uh, you look, and then you have the off day Monday, which is how they like to operate anyway. I mean, it it makes a lot of sense. You could make the argument. I don't know that I would, but you could make the argument that if the Cardinals were not actively in on Soto that the broadcast would have said something. Yeah. Um, because I do think that there's, I don't want to say that the, the front office, you know, tells Danny Mac what to say. I'm not saying that at all, but I do think if they have a message to get out, sometimes they'll, you know, 
you know, let them know that yeah. and say, Hey guys, yeah, we know you're going to talk about Soto, but we're, you know, this really let's, you know, let's try to tamper this down. And they didn't, I mean, they were, you know, you know, Danny, Dan's trying to get Brad to give up his seat on the plane. So Soto could have it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, and I get that. I'm, and it's, there's been a lot more talk about the Cardinals being involved. And I mean, we, we went from like last, last week when we were recording, it was still a lot of the national media saying, well, the Cardinals would be a good fit because they have prospects and they can do this and that. And that's one thing. But when you actually get reports that, Hey, they're in on this, that they're talking about the nationals, that they're one of the biggest teams and you're not getting a lot of pushback on that. Um, it makes me think that they are, you know, involved. Uh, and if they're involved, even that is more than what we're used to seeing. Right. I mean, yeah. cause they would, they're one of those teams that would dance around on the periphery on a lot of these guys and maybe kind of keep checking in and seeing what it was, but not necessarily be an active participant. And that's, I mean, from, from the reports and again, you, you, nobody's in the room, so it's hard to know for sure. But from the reports, it sounds like, you know, not only are they active, they're one of the top two or three teams. And I think one of those teams was probably Seattle and they're probably out of it after last night. Yeah. So, I mean, Last week, I would have said, well, and I'm still to the point, I, I'm still not really expecting him to come to St. Louis. I'm still not really expecting him to be traded. Um, yeah. But yeah. I believe it a little bit more than I did last week. I No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I And there was a part of me that, um, you know, it, I also didn't want to buy into the to the hype the whole time because we've seen this happen a little bit before to where we thought, hey, this makes a whole lot of sense. They need to be in play and they never were. Kind of mm-hmm. like uh, you, like you were just talking about, and they stay on the periphery of that, and 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 you know, it's it it seemed like a pipe dream, right? I felt like there was enough reporting this week from the national sources and the local sources that obviously there's a connection there, and that uh, there was some some confirmation of some names going going back and forth, which made me think, okay, I could kind of see this happening. The minute that I heard that the Padres were were in full swing, I I, it, I grew a little nervous that that may be the the landing spot just because they have so much to deal and they're the ones that seem like they can kind of sense this that they may this may be their run you know that's uh, they built it up for four or five years and kind of like a Dodgers type move to be like hey we need to be over the top at some point and the only way that we're going to get past them is we have to make this move and ultimately the Padres may ultimately be thinking. If we don't make this move, LA might. You know, we this is these are some of the things that that we're going to need to 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 consider. That, speaking from the Padres standpoint, right, right. Um, that's kind of a long winded winded way around saying that I agree with you. I'm still a little skeptical that a deal gets done. I know that uh, you know we've heard some reports in the last you know 24 48 hours about he he turned down the last uh, the last offer, and I don't know what why it would that would be a last offer type situation, but I'm still a little skeptical that it would move just because I think that it would be such a seismic shift, but I do feel like we're closer now than we were a week ago. And, and I, I don't know if that has made me inch, you know, centimeters forward to maybe thinking that this might happen or more than that, but it does seem like there has been more talk than, than I actually thought there would be at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think when you look at, past history you could argue that 
you know, like somebody pointed out, look, they were rumored to be with Stanton and they had a deal for Stanton. Yeah. It obviously got rejected because of Stanton's no trade clause. They had a, you know, there was a lot of smoke around them and Goldschmidt and that happened a lot around Arenado kind of for years, but definitely yeah. guys that got closer. It was a lot around Arenado and they got him, you know, now we're into that, you know, there's a lot around Soto, you know, some people are you know, saying, Hey, look, if there's that active, um, and it would be very interesting. I mean, one, you know, you can win eight, seven games, maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's that's part of the idea. But I think it's very interesting this, that this could, if they did this move, um, might kind of start the shift toward a little bit different focus or a little bit, at least toward the next Cardinal team, if they have any idea of, of resigning. If not, maybe they're looking, hey, we've got a, you know, two and a half year window here because at the end of that I think Goldschmidt's contract is at the end of that two and a half years too um, you'd still have Arenado but you know maybe it's like okay we'll we'll give it you know a couple of years here and that gives us time to figure out what we want to do you know going forward uh, you know if nothing else it would be a very intriguing lineup for the next couple of years um, and maybe you're like okay you know, we'll do him and Syndergaard this year. And if it doesn't work, then we could try to, you know, fix the pitching in the off season, um, you know, and then have, have two good years, um, you know, of a real, real strong team. I don't know. I, I, but I'm just, I mean, when Soto's name was first mentioned and people started saying, Hey, the Cardinals should get him. I thought, well, that, yeah, they should get every great player, but that's not going to yeah. happen. Um, to where we are now, just a couple of days before the deadline and it being a, at least a serious um, possibility um, is a, it's an interesting journey for them to have taken. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it, it's weird that on one, on one side you, you look at it and you're thinking, okay, you know, the, the, they're going to have to spend prospects to get pitching, which they they arguably needed in the in the uh, right. off season anyway. You know, it's going to cost you. You and the, the Syndergaard move is completely circles that. You're just like you could have had him. Maybe you may not have want to pay the twenty plus million for him, but you could have had him. You right. know, it, it, to make it work, and you wouldn't be in this situation. Then on the flip side, you have the generational talent where you're like, hey, you have a history of trying to bring these guys in. But is it, I mean, do you know that you're never going to stomach what it's going to take to pay him? And you know he's going to have to go to a coast. But at this point, what are you willing to push in for three pennant chases, which ultimately there's a lot of really good baseball players that make a lot of money that haven't been in three pennant chases (laughs) for a team late in the season. So you got to weigh those options and it's, it's interesting to see what, what they can do. I mean, they have, you know, in the, in the past four or five years, they've rebuilt that farm system. And you know, what we heard last year was they have a lot of good, but not great prospects, but I think that's kind of changed. And and we heard it two you know, three weeks ago when we were in St. Louis to where, um, you know, Walker could be considered a great prospect at this point. Um, Hoarding those guys, they've done it in the past. Um, is that the route they're going to go now? I mean, are they willing to to change the to change their line of thinking that they've kept the last eight or nine years to to completely do blow this out? It would be interesting to see. But if there was a player to do it, I would think it would be Soto. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. Like, do you do you have players that you don't? I mean, again, we all have players we don't want them to trade, obviously. Yeah. But is there somebody that is a deal breaker for you, either in the major leagues? Because we're talking, yeah, you know, the the names are out there: Gorman and, and Carlson from the major league team, and then of course you got Walker and Win and and others from the minors. Is there anybody that would be a deal breaker by themselves? I mean, obviously, once you start adding, you know, okay, I'm, I'd do three of these names, but not four or something like that. But is there is there anybody that just if that name's in there, you're not doing the deal? For a Soto, I'm not sure that exists. Um, yeah. You know, it's one of those to where it, Gorman is in it is it carries a lot of intrigue. He's an intriguing player to me, just mm-hmm. because I feel like you could potentially have a 25 to 30 home run second baseman who's improved enough to where he's going to be a solid second baseman in the future. To uh, to that, it would take a pretty big move for for uh, me to be able to stomach that one a little bit. And that may ultimately be Soto would be the one. I mean, personally, when I saw Soto, and uh, it, whenever I was at a game and I saw Soto, I was incredibly impressed. I mean, it, I was like, wow, this guy. I mean, his ball-to-bat skills are almost unmatched, you know, for someone 20 years old. So I have a high value of him, and, I, and it, everybody does at this point. Um, there's, you know, rumors of Carlson going, uh, that one wouldn't bother me as much. Um, I'm not sure what the upside is on car on, uh, on Carlson. Um, I have a lot of high hopes for him, but I, I mean, I could, that move wouldn't bother me as much. Um, outside of Soto, a lot of them would, but in the deal, I'm not sure if there's a deal breaker for me just because I, I don't, I'm not. I feel like we hold on to prospects a whole heck of a lot more than we probably should anyway. Um, yeah. You're going to get up and have a, you know, three win player essentially, but, but uh, you see that a lot. I mean, it, it's, it, it, let me, in comparison, I'm kind of jumping around this a little bit. When you look at say a, a can't miss guy like a Byron Buxton, at what point does it turn into, Hey, we could have had a lot of, uh, we could have had a big time talent for him. And we've just mm-hmm. sat outside the ALCS for years. That's what I worry about on some of the guys that the Cardinals organization has has held on to. You know, you wonder, you're thinking, well, you know, Gorman was can't touch a year ago. You know, Walker was, he was young. But but now you're wondering, is this the one move they would be willing to make that trade on? I, I'm, I'm assuming so, that they would. But some of the reports have shown that they're not willing to move off Walker and win. So... Is that out there for us to say, hey, these guys are going to be can't miss guys. We've got to hold on to them. Um, I don't know. Um, at, to answer your question for a Soto deal, I'm pretty much – I'm opening it up and saying, hey, here's five. You can get three. You know, you name which yeah. one you want. And I probably don't – and I don't put a uh, – I kind of accept what they take. That's fair. That's fair. I, I think there's a lot to that. I would – I would be very hesitant to trade both Walker and Win. Um, you know that. I mean, I could see that. I yeah. Think. I th- see. That's the one from a ne- from just a, a sheer number standpoint doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm. You know what I mean by that? Because I feel like those two may even go with a Carlson or a Gorman, and you're like, yeah. okay, what does that help you at this point? Because now <laughs> you're backfilling at some point, right? 
Yeah, I think that, I mean, you know, obviously the, you know, a guy like Alec Burleson, great player, obviously could go because he's blocked and, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, although he's on the injured list, you know, maybe that's why we haven't heard a lot about Yepes or anything of that nature. And I know it's going to take a lot of, of stuff. I mean, you're going to have to give up somebody like a Carlson or a yeah. Norman or a Walker or a Wint. It just, yeah, when you start adding two or three of those pieces and it's like, I don't know. And I mean, and again, minor leaguers are, you know, just potential till they do it. Um, and I know that, you know, number of years ago, I was really irate that the Cardinals traded Brett, Brett Wallace for Matt holiday. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, that, exactly. that didn't, yeah. didn't turn out so well. Um, but you know, and I know that back when Mark Mulder got the, the trade for Mark Mulder, Derek Martin was supposed to be the next big thing. Yeah, um, oh yeah. And you know, he had a major league career, but that not much of one. Um, so yeah, they, there's a lot, but I also think, I, and maybe, you know, I also think our knowledge of the minor leagues, and I mean ours as Cardinal fans, but also in general, is a lot better than it was back then, right? Yeah. I mean, we just knew, oh, that's our top prospect and oh, he's doing well. But I think you can look at, okay, there's, you know, the underlying metrics and the how he's hitting the ball and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's not that's not even to talk about what you know what Kyle's done for the for the stuff for their for our fan base, but I just think that a guy like Jordan Walker, when we've got a lot of stuff riding on him, is not just a hey that guy that guy looks like a ball player so he should be your top prospect. There's a lot to it, so I think these guys are more likely to be successful at the major yeah. leagues than a Wallace or um, Barton were because we just didn't know as much back then. Sure. I mean, you didn't have all the statistical stuff for the minor leagues and stuff like that. You didn't see them. Remember? You just kind of saw their line score and, you know, we were still judging on batting average and home runs and all that kind of stuff back then. So, um, so I feel like if you trade a Walker or any, if you trade a win, you're not less, it's not going to just fizzle out like we have seen some other times. I think that's really going to be one that caught, hurts you some, um, but you know you don't get a Juan Soto without it hurting yeah. stuff too. So I, I I get that. Um, but yeah, you start looking at some of those packages. It's like, you know, is I know as, as good as Soto is, is that enough? You'd like to trade some from depth, but the Cardinals just don't. I mean, except for maybe the outfield, don't have just a ton of you know top depth. You know, it's interesting. You know, would you trade Tyler O'Neill in that? I think you know if they take a Tyler O'Neill, I think as much as I like Tyler O'Neill. I would probably do that deal, right? Um, yeah. Because you almost have to trade one of your major league outfielders. Yeah, I would, back. I would think so. I mean, that that's – I think that you're going to uh, – I mean, you have to just for playing time purposes, I would think. Right. You know what I mean? Just to open a lineup spot. So, mm-hmm. it, it – I it's it, it would be inter- it would be cool to be a fly on the wall too because I would like to see who they're interested in and the, you know what they would they would think would be the, the best return because you, you know that's that's the honestly the first time that I've heard really O'Neill at all you know mm-hmm. but you Carlson is one of those that I had even thought early in the season that a healthy Bader may make Carlson expendable if they honestly really need to go make a major move in the uh, in the rotation. So I I don't know. I mean, you're going to have to see an open spot somewhere. So that would seem to make sense that you're going to trade from the big league roster. 
I did see one report that said the Nationals were kind of interested in Harrison Bader, not as as part of a prospect. You know, if that if that's how you get rid of your major league, that's fine. I mean, I like Harrison Bader, but you know, you're going to rank him probably third behind you know Carlson and O'Neill if you on, on guys that I'm going to keep. Um, you know, if you could do that and the prospects, then that's okay. That's something. Now, again, I I don't know that that's going to happen. I think that. I hate to say Bader would be a throw-in, but kind of would be an afterthought to some degree on the steal if it was made. Um, but it was interesting that there was at least some interest of the yeah. national, a, a reported interest. And again, that may not be accurate because it might as, you know, somebody might have said that too. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it will be kind of interesting to see all this. Now, there are other smaller deals that can be made. And I think... I think it's kind of telling that, um, you know, a couple of days after we hear this report that there's an American League team interested in Edmundo Sosa, mm-hmm. I'm sure for some sort of, you know, small deal, that Paula, uh, Paul DeYoung is on the taxi <laughs> squad in, uh, in a, on a taxi and The Cardinals haven't always taken a taxi squad to, uh, on these minor leagues. I mean, well, sometimes they do, but okay. not all of the time. So yeah. to have have followed DeYoung out in Washington is, is kind of telling. Yeah, no, I agree. And it was funny. That was the next point I was going to make that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to do something and whether that's subtraction of Sosa or add, you know, one, one thing happened because I'm trying to think in the last two years, since the taxi squad has been around, how many times they've made an announcement that they were going to add someone to it. The only other time I could think of is Herrera. Um, yeah. and I, it, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I, I understand you know, the young was coming back at some point, And we've talked about that for a month about how at some point he's coming back. There's not necessarily room for him, whether that's come back with them or if that comes back with as a trade piece, you know, or, uh, you know, a change of scenery type situation. We were going to hear his name again, but for him come back after the, you could tell that you've even heard the reports of, Hey, what we feel like what he has, has done then there is successful and he's made some changes, <laughs> but, what ultimately got him back up here is the fact that teams have been interested in Sosa and you can lose some dead weight that way. Or the fact that you may lose a Gorman and you may need, you know, Edmund may be your everyday second baseman as soon as Wednesday morning. You know, mm-hmm. that's, uh, it, it seems like him coming on board and reports of, uh, you know, the front office being there probably points to that they're going to do something regardless. Yeah, it really feels like, because you're right, there, w- there was no clear path for him to return um until this all started right and because sosa has no options and they weren't gonna just cut him uh even though sosa has been less than helpful i guess i mean it just depends i mean i like sosa i like to see what he's done you know defensively but it's still he's still struggling at the plate um and you're right with Gorman and all those those people. There was a spot, but if somebody gets moved, then they're going to need him. Which it kind of makes me think that they actually expected to make a deal today or tomorrow, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're not really thinking, because if you're not expecting to make a deal, you don't add to the taxi squad. It shouldn't be that hard. I don't know where Memphis is. At. Memphis is at home, so. You know, it take like what three hours for DeYoung to get yeah. to Washington if they made a, a deal faster than they thought. Um, 
so it's a little bit interesting. I'm 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 a little bit interested again, Taxi Squad in general, just because it doesn't take that long to get people. You know, we've gone years without this Taxi Squad concept. Yeah, uh, and and well, and even more so. I mean, it's the Fabergé egg aspect of it, where they don't want him in the lineup to get hurt, meaning that you know, something's going to happen one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, there's there's that too. Um, but that's easy enough just to call the manager and just not having play for yeah. a couple of days. I mean. People start reporting it, you start noticing it, but you know, people start noticing him on the taxi squad too. So it's yeah. like, you know, I mean, you're, you're making the same conclusions here. So, um, yeah, I think that's, um, very interesting that, that Paul DeYoung is, is out in Washington. And I'm interested to see if it, if, you know, he obviously has been on such a hot streak in Memphis. Um, overall, he's gotten his average back up to about 250, but you know, we've talked about it before how, how much he struggled that first month or so that he was down there. Um, he was hitting home runs like crazy and stuff like that. It's got to be a little bit weird for a guy like Paul DeYoung, who's had a major league career to be the player of the week in the international league or whatever. Um, that just seems like, <laughs> seems wrong, doesn't it? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah okay, a major leaguer is your player of the week in a minor league. Um, that's, you know, of course he is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to be very interested to see if what, ever changes he's made or whatever was going right. Memphis continues in the major league. Cause if it does, I mean, that's, that's huge, right? I mean, if you've got a Paul DeYoung that could even hit two, two forty, two fifty, but has, you know, that power with him, um, this lineup changes a little bit. Yeah, that's, I would, you know me, I would love to see some success. Um, mm-hmm. And if, however they fit that in, I, I mean, I it, it would be it would be fantastic to see it work. I mean, it's it seems redundant with Edmund and Gorman, but you know, also you're not getting much out of Sosa, you know, regardless. And that's probably you know run its course. So I'm a young guy. Um, I grew less so. Just to see that uh, maybe the book was out on him and he's he was never going to turn it around. So I'm a little skeptical about coming up and, and having success. But if if you can come up and get 15 doubles, maybe 15 homers to stretch of the way, boy, you're you look pretty dang good. Well, yeah, yeah. If you can get uh, 15 home runs over two months, I, yeah. I think you're you're doing all right. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I'm and there's it's, and it's a definitely you know he's what just a handful of days before. He can refuse an assignment to the minor leagues. So yeah. if he comes up, he's probably staying up. And it's also probably his last shot with the Cardinals. I would right? think because so. Yeah. If he struggles again after having that kind of success in the minor leagues, I think it's very easy to say this isn't going to work. Um, that being said, Cardinals have him on the hook for another couple of years. Um and one more? Is it one more with two option years? Is uh, I'm not certain. I did. I didn't yeah, think about the option right. year. I, yeah. I mean, the option years, so you can, you know, yeah. other team options, so you don't really have to count them if yeah. you want to. So yeah, I think it's at least one more year. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's it's a bit of a gamble. You, you better hope that he has made those those changes, and they're you know enough to keep him afloat in the in the minor in the major leagues. Um, and we'll see, we'll see. I, I, I mean, cause it seems like at some point in time, whether it's this series or the Cubs series, he's going to be on, 
on the team, right? Because it, I, you know, that Cub series is starts right after the trade deadline, um, and you know, if anybody is offering you anything for Edmundo Sosa, I think you have to take it. Yeah, um, if they're at all interested, I, I just there's there's no reason not to, even if it's a you know a double A pitcher or something that has a little bit of pro, of possibility. I mean. You take it because I don't think Sosa's that valuable to, to what we have here. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I mean, that's uh, it's funny that they're being picky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until this late in the game, because I thought when those rumors started surfacing, that was going to happen fairly fairly mm-hmm. quick. Yeah, I, I don't unless it's a team that hasn't like made a offer right they're like hey we're kind of interested in that Edmundo Sosa guy you know mm-hmm. uh, then they're still trying to figure out what that offer would be but yeah as soon as, as soon as you work out something else and it may be somebody that's looking at Sosa and looking at some other utility infielder with somebody else and they just haven't finalized as soon as you get a final offer on on Sosa I don't yeah I don't think you go back and forth too much I think you just say okay um Sounds and good. I hopefully <laughs> that yeah hopefully that gets done um, Yadier Molina out in Memphis as well. That's one of the reasons we know they're at home. Um, did his re- starting his rehab. He had a, a game on Thursday, got hit in the hand, seems to be okay. Going to play the next two days back in St. Louis on Tuesday as well. Um, so what do you expect him for Yadi the rest of the way? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what uh, what to make of it. Um, I'm still the the like I said last week. There's there's probably a lot that we don't know about the trip back to Puerto Rico, and it's probably a personal issue. I would assume it would have to be for it yeah. to happen, and then the the rehab on on your own and to, to come back. I I feel like there's probably a little bit of magic left, but I don't know production wise what you can expect. Um, I feel like they're a different team with Molina and Bader. Um, I hope that helps, you know, but, uh, but I, I, you know, I don't know what lies ahead. At least we know, at least we know Molina's coming back. You know, that's, that's another issue that I have, but, um, but I, as far as numbers go, numbers, I really don't know. And, uh, something tells me this is going to be more than just, you know, so ceremony and pageantry that, that we may find a little magic with this one. I hope so. Um, Personally, though, I'm a little bit more. I'm almost inclined that he's going to catch every Wainwright start. Yeah, but it's going to be like three Kisner starts to one Yachty start, and the other four, you know, uh, something like that. I maybe it's me. Oh, I mean, overestimated. Kisner has looked better over the last couple weeks, um, and I just think. Whatever's going on with Yachty, and and part of it is physical, right? And it was wear, being worn down and all that. I think they're just gonna, I think they're gonna play him a little bit more sparingly, maybe until the playoffs come along, um, to kind of rest him up. And you know they've gotten used to not having Yachty out there. I mean, it's not like, you know, he's been there all, all along, and now they're having to try to adjust for him. They're, they're kind of used to him not being there. You know, Ollie Marmol's a little bit different manager than we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, I just think we're going to see more of, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's just be, you know, expecting a little bit differently, but I think it's going to be, 
it's going to lean more toward Kisner over the next two months than he, than Yachty. I mean, for the fact that he's only getting like three days of, of rehab. Yeah. Um, a thing that supposedly took him, you know, he's been out for two months and part of that was just fatigue. Um, I just, I just kind of think that we're going to see a little bit more Kisner. You're not, not going to see Yachty out there every day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah, and you're probably you probably hit the nail on the head. That's it's probably coming back more for a Wainwright type situation. You know, get there and uh, and see see what it's like. I mean, uh, what? Yeah, we'll see. I am uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how it plays out. I'm going to be glad to have him back and uh, and um, hopefully they can become more whole again because I feel like like Vader and uh, and Molina are greatly missed as far as the leadership aspect of it goes. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Bader getting a little bit of a setback, still going to be in a couple of weeks yeah. in the boot, I think, before he, you know, you're looking at him, you know, end of August as well, right, at best, um, with, a, you know, because a couple more weeks of sitting out, then he's going to have to do a rehab and things like that, uh, you know, mid-August at best and probably late August. Um, so then, yeah, that's that's difficult. You're right, to get those guys back, even just defensively, is a big thing. And I still, I'm still going to be very interested because how, I mean, we've seen some good Wainwright starts. Don't get me wrong. We saw a good Wainwright start this week in Toronto with Kisner behind the plate. That's definitely, um, not all of it, but we've seen some rough Wainwright starts without Yachty behind the plate. And I'm just, I mean, that connection has got to be so strong. I know we've talked about it before, uh, I'm just interested to see if that brings out something for, for Wainwright down the stretch as well. Um, again, not that Wainwright's been bad. He's still, of course, it's a low bar, but he's probably still been your second best pitcher. Sure. Um, yeah, he has to have been your second best pitcher because there's yeah. only about two pitchers. But <laughs> um, but I wonder if it's just, I mean, we're going to see a little bit more more regularly that this kind of starts out of Toronto just because he's got that comfort level with Yachty behind the plate versus a guy in Kisner that he was still, you know, still working with, you know, and still trying to think along with. So it's definitely got to be somewhat out of your rhythm to be hearing the pitch calm and stuff versus, you know, pretty much just staring at Yachty and, you know, thinking about stuff. Um, It's just a little bit different routine for him with a, with a different catcher. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's funny how kind of how comfortable you, you become or how much you accept it just because, you know, Molina's out that he's throwing to somebody else, but, but uh, you do kind of wonder that uh, how much of an uptick it's going to take when he's back behind the plate and, and uh, kind of running the pitching staff again, not saying the kids have done a bad job, but, uh, but uh, you do want to see a little bit of momentum. I mean, it's, I feel like they're better than they're playing and, and that has really allowed Milwaukee to go out and catch fire again. And, uh, and it, that puts you in some troubling spots. So I kind of want to see what happens when they come back and make one big push. You know, they're not going to win 17 games straight again, I wouldn't think. But but I do think that their best baseball is in front of them. And I think – but I think a lot of that has to be, A, they're either going to have to be whole or, B, they're going to have to make that big move to energize the clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you and I were talking about it beforehand. The Cardinals right now, as of right now, are tied with the Phillies for the last playoff spot. And, uh, you know, this team – especially when we went into the year that should not be that, you know, dicey of, of postseason possibilities. Um, they should be, I'm not saying they should be ahead of the Brewers, although I feel like they're a better team than the Brewers. And if they played 
well enough, they would be. And, you know, that's, they're only three games behind the Brewers. It's the, the Central's kind of weak, especially compared to the other two divisions. But this team should be more solidly in the postseason picture. Um, and in fact, if this team misses an expanded playoffs, I think there's got to be a lot of, of soul searching and seeing what's going on. And so that may also, like you said, that may lead them to getting going big for something like Soto, just because if nothing else, hopefully that excitement pushes them into the playoffs. Um, but if not, it's something to build around for next year. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's, uh, you're never going to, you're never going to hear this, but it's almost an air of disappointment, especially the fact that they were playing so well, you know, in first place, half game out, one of those right there with it to play poorly coming out of the break. You know, that's, it's one of those you're thinking, okay, there has to be a little bit of disappointment in this that uh, they didn't start off a little bit better. And then, and you know, you're right there. I think that you may, you have to make a push of some sort. I would think so. And I mean, I know we've talked a lot about the Cardinals second half schedule being easier and to some degree. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, you look at August, I mean, you've got yeah, I, what, seven, eight games with the Cubs, which their Cubs games are always kind of, yeah. you never know. You got three with the Yankees, which are like the best team in baseball. You've got three with the Braves, which is one of the best teams in baseball. You've got three with the Brewers, a team you're trying to chase down. I mean, you got six with the Rockies, you got three with the Diamondbacks, and you got three with the Reds. But August is not just a slam dunk month. Yeah. Um, and that's your make or break month. Because, I mean, September, you're all right, except for the fact that the end of September, you got the Padres and the Dodgers right before the end of the season. Um, so, and a lot of games with, you've got to four games with the Brewers still in that thing, thing as well. The good thing is you got three, six, nine with the Pirates in September and October, and that should help some. But boy, I don't, I don't know. I just think that you know the Brewers are have are starting to play better. You know who knows what they're going to do here at the trade deadline. Um, uh, I don't know if you know what their real needs are, what they're looking at. Um, and I'm just going to kind of look at their schedule real quick here, um, for August. Um, you know, they've got the pirates, the reds, the, no, they do have the Dodgers for seven. So that's good. But then they got the pirates and Cubs and they got the Cubs twice pirates. I mean, their August is not overwhelming, um, except for those Dodger games and a couple games with the Rays. Um, so it's going to be tough to, to make up that ground, even at three games, um, could be a push. So I don't, I don't know. You know, I just, they've got to be, they've got to be better. I, I, and that's, I don't, you know, you can blame injuries. Some, you know, obviously they expected more out of Flaherty. Obviously they thought they'd have Bader all year. And, but I don't think they expected what they're getting out of Nolan Gorman for this year. Right. I don't yeah. think they expected, they probably didn't expect Gorman to be up till, you know, about now. Um, you know, they didn't, you know, probably didn't expect what they're getting out of, of Palante um, and things like that. So they're getting some benefits that they didn't expect, but you know, I don't know how much you can use the excuse line. They just, you know, the pitching has been bad and we knew that the pitching had pop problems in the post in the off season. And um, you know, they 
they trusted Flaherty to be healthy, which is understandable. They trusted Dakota Hudson to be better, and I don't know about that. And, um, you know, they thought Stephen Matz was all they needed. And and that's obviously not been the case. So I don't know what kind of examination they make if the Cardinals miss the playoffs, but there needs to be something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, it, it, it just feels too close in a winnable in a winnable division with cracks. I mean, I'm going to be disappointed if Milwaukee is the aggressor on this. And yeah. and all signs point to that's probably what it will be. You know, the history shows that that's probably what it will be. This show that that they're ready to make a run. And one of the things that we'll hear is, uh, you know, injuries and this and this, but but there's improvements that are out there. And even if you stop short of, of Soto, there's players out there that you can go get to help you. And I feel like they need to. I I'm confident that they're going to make that there is going to be some action involved here, but uh, but you know, I the wild card theory still exists to me, and that that and that's a little and that's a disturbing and I and I I can't stand playing the schedule game because it's just you know yeah. I understand the games you should win are not always the games that that you do win. I mean, the, the, you you have to win the the Cincinnati series. You know, and I understand that those things happen, and that's the ballpark, and and typically you go up there and there's a clunker. I mean, they've gone up there with the, with a really good team and gotten swept before, and those things happen. But it's tough. I mean, you almost have to make a run, and you have to make it now, and to show that you want it, and to see what it, what other ways you can improve. A, you know, a, a clubhouse that is trying to overcome those injuries. Yeah, I mean, after that, since today's series, you have to win this weekend, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to win two out of three. And thankfully, they won last night. Um, so that, you know, the, they just go need to win at least one of the next two. Um, but, and it, you know, you, but you've got to, you've got to win those games. You can't, you can't have those kind of series like Cincinnati where you lose two out of three and you kind of get beat up on. Um, you're going to have enough trouble with those good teams. You've got to beat those bad teams, uh, you know, regularly. And, you know, we'll see if they can, uh, see if they do. Uh, I, you know, again, this team feels like it's a really good team, right? I mean, overall, and you've got names like Goldschmidt and Arenado and yeah. right, and Pujols hitting the way Pujols is hitting and things of that nature. You see all that. It's like, man, this, this team should be winning more games. But, you know, that's, it's really boiled down to, you know, you don't necessarily trust any lead that they have unless it's, you know, two runs in the ninth inning with Helsley on the, on the mound. That's about the only time you feel really confident right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you just, it's one of those that when we sit here talking, I'm thinking about some of the moves they can make another guy that's potentially a two or three. And you feel pretty darn good about yourself because at this point you're confident you're going to get good starts out of Wainwright and Michaelis. Mm-hmm. And in, and if you get another, if you get a third guy in that vein, you feel pretty good about winning series and sweeping series and and throwing up a pretty decent little winning streak. Um, that's, I, I mean, I feel like that's what you have to get at the least. Yeah, you know, at this point. Yeah, I agree. Because then, then you have those three that you feel pretty confident about. When Flaherty comes back at the end, if you're getting a good game out of him, that's you know, that's four. You know. Um, and then if Matt's comes back or the way Palante's pitching, which has been all right, you know, um, you don't necessarily feel super confident, but he could, 
you know, especially if you're he's your five. Um, the problem is lately he's been like your three or something. Yeah. Or you've got even Hudson, who if he's your five, you might get good games out of him too. Um, so yeah, I think if you can get a middle of the rotation guy that you that's pretty solid. I mean, yeah, even you know, you know, last year with Happ and Lester. I mean, they didn't feel like big trades. They didn't feel like good trades at all, but they turned out to be those kind of players. Sure. You know, that's the kind of results you need, at least. And, and if you can get them from scrap heap guys again, great. Um, if for some reason you think you can, um, but you better be pretty confident about it if you do. Yeah, that's I, I completely agree with that. And it's it's one of those to where I'm growing wary of Flaherty coming back as a starter just because I don't know if he's going to have enough time to, to, to stretch yeah. it out to where he can do that. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's it feels like your your best you're going to get five innings out of him, right? Yeah. You know, you're not going to get much, and that's going to ask for a lot out of that bullpen, unless you've got. I mean, if you can get Wainwright, Michaelis going six or seven every night, you know, maybe you can put a Flaherty in between them um, and help space it out a little bit. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, would you be com- comfortable if they got a? Like they got Syndergaard and then a reclamation project as well. I mean, to get two guys like that, that one that's got a little bit more certainty and one that might turn into a Happer Lester. Uh, as long, potentially, yeah that that wouldn't necessarily bother me. As long as they, as long as they had a piece that's out there, that's that that there's several out there that you can get to fix that hole in the rotation. I I'm going to be pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah, I think. You know, and it's again, it's very interesting that the, the the team has said that they are looking to you know upgrade the rotation. Not you know, I think in times past we might have heard, well, we're going to be you know we're going to be active in the market. We're going to be looking and seeing what fits our needs or blah blah, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're pretty. I think they've pretty much laid down. If they don't get a pitcher, they failed. Um, so that's not something they typically do they kind of yeah. like the head that's a lot more so i think they know they need a pitching and yeah i just i do hope they don't overpay for montas i like you i the health issue the fact that he's only got you know one more year which is which is nice but <clears throat> you know if he's gonna be hurt for most of it you know i don't know and i don't i don't know if that's fair to say that that but he has had dealt with issues already and i just know the last time the cardinals bought a got a pitcher from Oakland, it was Mark Mulder, and that didn't work out quite as yeah. well as I mean, it didn't work out for either side. But um, you know, Mulder had some moments in St. Louis, but and he was he was hurt more than you know, yeah. Cardinals knew at the time, I think, and so um, I don't know that I know that's been almost twenty years now, which is sad because I remember it's that trade. Crazy in it, um, but um, and I know, but you know, still, I'd be you know, it's just it's like I don't want to get. Yeah, of course, the last, I guess the last trade they made with Oakland that I could think of was, was Hol- did they make one since Holiday? Yeah, they made the Piscotti trade. Piscotti, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was Piscotti trade, um, which, you know, turned out all right with Munoz. But, you know, they didn't, they weren't necessarily looking for return there either. So, um, I don't know. Going to be interesting uh, next few days. Um, you know, obviously, by this time next week, we'll have plenty of new things to talk about. New this roster is going to get shaken up some. I mean, if nothing else, you know, Yachty coming back. You, what you is that? 
is that the end of it for Romine then? I mean, that's got to be right. Yeah, different. I would, I would think so. Yeah, that would be the uh, yeah, yeah, the common sense move on that one. Um, yeah. I would think so. Uh, curious. Hopefully, we have a little bit of clarity on some of the other guys and and maybe some some new guys. We may even have to do a surprise show midweek. Well, maybe, maybe. I mean, we'll see. Um, we can do one uh, Tuesday night, maybe if if they get uh, if they get one Soto. Maybe we promised on Tuesday night. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. All right. Well, um, that will do it for this week. Again, we'll be watching the Cardinals as they uh, take on the Nationals this weekend and hopefully maybe taking a National with them. So um, until next week for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night.